Welcome to Chief Digital Heroes, where we celebrate those who lead the charge on all things digital transformation at the world's most innovative banks and financial institutions. Here's your host, Matthew Van Niekerk, CEO and founder of Settlement. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Chief Digital Heroes. We're here at Saibos recording live today. Today, I'm speaking with Silas Panchal, who's the CTO of TSB Bank. Thanks for having a chat with me today. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, great to be. How's Saibos going for you? Yeah, it's very good. Actually, it's the first time I've been back for a couple of years, and it's great to see the old folks and, uh, you know, look at all the new stuff that's being brought out by all the vendors and some of the interesting propositions the banks have starting to bring out to customers as well. Right. Excellent. Yeah. yeah if you're, I guess if you're like everyone else at Cybos, your meeting agenda, your calendar is uh, pretty full. Yeah. Every 30 minutes. <laughs> every 30 minutes. Yeah. It's back to back day uh, for four days straight. So. Yeah, indeed. But uh, I just have a couple of questions. So can you tell me a bit about yourself? Like um, you're the CTO there. How did you get there? Okay. Long checkered history. So I've been in technology or coding since I've been eight and did various forms of payments ever since in the professional career. I actually started as a geologist, but then went into order management and then into JP Morgan. And then I was a CTO at Travelex for international payments. And then I was a long time in uh, Lloyd's Banking Group doing a lot of the regulatory projects. And then FinTech and then Director of Engineering at Metrobank. And that was working with my current CIO. So uh, she kindly brought me along to the new gig. Right. <laughs> That's an incredible journey, eh? starting with uh, geology into tech, but programming since the age of eight. What were you programming with at that point? Uh, that was the ZX80 and ZX81 back in there with Clive Sinclair. So my first sort of recollections were at that time it was Z80 Assembler. Yep. And then this amazing thing called Basic came out. Right. And you could actually, uh, you know, write manuals for those kind of programs. And we wound up being. Uh, the original, you know, back in the day when there were things like computer magazines, you'd actually type in the code into your machine at home. Yep. So, you know, creating that and that's basically the starting, right? Yep. And then all that joy of debugging, <laughs> badly written code from other people. <laughs> And then seeing your stick man move across the screen, right? Yeah, very exciting stuff. Or else the, the pong ball going. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And as a CTO, uh, what does a typical day look like for you? Well, it really just depends on the organizational thing. But in the bank, we're running Agile. So bringing in Scrum stand-ups. So you've got umpteen teams. During Confluence, typically you're sitting there trawling through everyone's work, commenting, keeping encouragement, going through that process. You know, every so often you've got stories to refine, you're working, whether it's architecture, whether it's the business side, looking through solutions, sitting down with business owners to try and really understand what the problems they've got and bringing that together with vendors, externals, finance departments, legal, HR. You know, it's a pretty diverse day most days, you know, and coming to places like Cybos and, uh, you know, is a time out to think strategically as well, which is really important. Yep. So uh, I guess you've gone through kind of what the role of the CTO is. You talked about uh, managing the team's agile approach. Do you have uh, a two pizza rule in the team? So there's a big movement now 
in terms of CTO, director of engineering are quite blurry in organizations. So the bank at the moment is typically waterfall and we're going through transition zone. So the movement to create what we call agile architecture, evolutionary architecture, so that you provide the right guardrails for development teams to actually do what they want to do. So the guardrails means making sure that your policies and your standards are clear. You know, we want to move towards things like policy as code. So even the architects are thinking about how you're going to enforce policy, how you're going to manage risk and control frameworks through, you know, tools and observability, you know, bringing all of that to life. So then when the engineering teams kick in, they've got very clear guidelines as to what they can and can't do, what's safe and not safe. Because any bank, you've got to make sure security is right there. Data quality, data governance is through the process. Just because you're doing agile teams, making sure the DevSecOps processes, you know, you've got your BDD, you've got your TDD, you know, bringing test-driven development into it, yep. getting that quality discipline throughout that activity. You know, the job of the CTO is to make sure all of those elements are there, the guardrails, and then, you know, the engineering directors can then actually just take and help the teams focus on delivery, yep. which is what they're there to do. Yep. Uh, and then obviously just keeping sure that the operational lenses are there. So, you know, you're working with your risk and guarded colleagues and your operational colleagues so that incidents are learned from and through that process, you're improving your standards throughout the activity. You know, those are the kind of things you, you need to do. Yeah, got it. Okay. All right. And I'm gonna, I would like to ask also about the TBSs. I know a little bit about it, but I'm curious to hear a lot of banks over the last uh, 15, 20 years have been digitally transforming. And my question is, how would you characterize the stage of digital transformation at TBS? So TSB, it's got an interesting history, right? So it was part of an uh, independent company at one point, uh, TSB Bank. And then in the 90s, it merged with TSB. Lloyd's TSB ran on their platforms. There was a divestment event, which didn't go particularly well in 2018. But, you know, now it's a stable place. The digital channels are right there. So we've really focused over the last few years on digital enablement. The customers have got like 80 plus percent transacting on mobile and getting that real dynamic experience on a regular basis. Yeah. So yeah, those are the focus points. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a, a question. I don't know if you're, I'm curious, 80% sounds very high to do 80% of the transactions on mobile. Have you seen benchmarks on in the UK? What to, is typical for a bank? Basically, the benchmark really depends on the NPS scores and how much they've engaged. Obviously, post-COVID, all the banks have got more digital enablement. Yep. And we've really focused on, you know, enabling full functionality of services. So it really depends on how much of the bank services are available through the mobile. Right. And in the UK marketplace, we're sort of middle of the pack in terms of the features. But we do have a very, uh, I call it engaged customer base. So, you know, they like to use our mobile app and it's a, it's a good mobile app and a great experience for them. Yeah. And what is it that makes your, your customers more engaged than say another bank? Is there, do you have any ideas about if you do user studies or user groups? And yeah, I think, I mean, we've got obviously an active test and learn process. You know, we've got a number of processes where we're designing and testing with the customer base. We track customer utilization of features. We're really focused on whether they're getting the right experience. The metrics on behavior and all of that focus is, is really there. 
Right. And we're also just, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just showing customers what the app can do, right? Right. Yeah, indeed. Exposure gets adoption, gets engagement. Yeah, very cool. And um, as uh, I'm curious about from a technology perspective, there's a lot of things like blockchain, AI, quantum, and many other types of technologies that I'm sure you're evaluating in, from a roadmap perspective. And are there technologies in particular that excite you as a CTO? I think, you know, we've all been through the blockchain over the last few years, and there's some really good use cases and, you know, where you want that commonality of information, certainly in the mortgages space. Now, I think what we're really looking at is one, maximizing the use of real cloud in the right way. Yep. And I think the buzz is there around generative AI, but I've seen it can be massively productive, yep. certainly in co-pilot mode, really enhancing a great developer. Yep. experience, improving the workflow, you know, certainly things like testing can be massively improved. So I think in terms of business benefit, yep. that's really going to be the big needle that's going to change over the next few years. And it really just unlocks, you know, giving our customers more quicker. Right. Yep. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's a great perspective on AI and how that can be utilized. I guess it's maybe fading, but still a lot of people are a bit afraid of AI and, and uh, for developers in particular, they might be afraid of what it's going to mean for their job if, uh, are they replaced, you know? That, that yeah, I, I think, I think the reality is the market's always been, right? You've just got to be faster than the person behind you. All <laughs> right. Okay. You don't have um, to run the barrier, you just have to run faster. Exactly. <laughs> and I think in today's world, you know, certainly I talk to school students and things like that, they're actively using it. Right. Okay. Whether it's for writing essays, etc. Yep. You know, we all know the uptake figures have been massive. I think some people are using it casually. Some people are using it every day in their job. You know, prompt engineer is a thing. Yep. You know, and developers have got to get a grasp of it. That's the simple fact, right? You know, I hear stats from various places, not inside the bank at this point, but, you know, outside in other industries, you know, 80, 90% of developers are using it. And, you know, we inside TSB absolutely recognize it. My first, we've got an AI governance council set up, yep. you know, virtually every vendor has got AI built into the tool. So we have to be very cautious around copyright issues, ethics, what input, you know, hallucinations through this yep. and all of those kind of watch things that you have to watch and we have to, as a bank and will monitor all of that, test it, POC it, yep. work out when it's safe to use it. But I certainly see it's a case of when, not if. Yep. And it's not just development, but it's, you know, the wider community. And I certainly see it's a case of us being able to serve our customers better, faster, quicker. Yep. And it'll be a co-pilot, not in the near future. You know, I don't think there's a risk of no humans being involved. You might become more of a prompt engineer, yep. but ultimately, you know, that's where it's going to go. That's, uh, I don't know if our school's introducing, it'd be very progressive if they were already, but uh, training for a prompt engineer, like uh, it. I mean, I've talked to college students and their teachers more particularly. I mean, it's a case of the students are utilizing it. Yep. They are actually pretty sophisticated yep. in terms of usage and, you know, whether it's on X or in your local favorite social media. Yep. You know, you can see massive streams of, you know, prompt engineering hints and everything like that. So I think it's there. Those models are going to improve and there's advances every day, every week. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at, uh, going to jump back to the role of the, the CTO, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. 
there a lot of our listeners are, are interested in pursuing careers in, in technology and eventually becoming a CTO. And what would you, you say are the, the top skills that they should be focused on developing in their, their career path? I think there's two pieces, right? Understand your business domain, okay? Because technology without a business purpose is dangerous. And so you've got to always think about, are you serving the business? The other side is curiosity. And then the next one is practical applicability. Right. Right. So you've got to think it's not, oh, this is a cool technology. It's a case of, okay, what's the practical application of this? And well, what's the difference between you being a very good engineer and you being a solution architect? What's the difference between you being a solution architect and being an enterprise architect? Okay. So effectively all of those things are the scope of decisions. Right. Okay. And so the big issue, you know, when you're a CTO is, you know, the buck is going to stop. Everyone is going to look to you to make the technology decision. People are going to be looking around and you're going to need to go, maybe I don't know everything, Mm -hmm. but you've got to know, I'll call it the hallucinations. Yeah. You're going to get lots of different technology opinions from lots of different places. And the real issue is how you balance all of those conflicting views. You know, solution X is expensive. Solution Y doesn't work on cloud. Solution Z, you know, is a cul-de-sac and we didn't check out the vendor's roadmap. There's a lot of variables. And as an engineer, you're just not exposed. Right. And then when you get to the next level, it's a case of, can I draw a diagram? And then the next level, can I draw a diagram on a blank sheet of paper? Can I get someone to fund it? So, you know, a big part of the job is the business have a problem. You've got to draw a diagram on a blank sheet of paper. You've got to cost it, persuade your delivery colleagues, they can deliver it for that price and then stand behind it as it goes through the process and make those decisions day by day, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So a lot of uh, ability to as much as possible think about the roadblocks yep. because you've been through the engineering process or you've been through the analysis process or you understand how operational resilience works or you understand how difficult it is to understand regulation and convert it into something else. Mm-hmm. So you'll have had a good deal of exposure across all of those domains and then you'll add legal you'll add regulatory then you'll add financial and then you'll add hr because you've got to you know manage people roles and then the interesting and the fun bit of the cto job is you're going to be managing really bright individuals so you're going to have a team of amazing architects with great ideas with loads and years of experience and then you're going to have to coach and mentor them to be greater. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of an interesting point in the IT sphere for this as well. But particularly in IT is keeping a, a team motivated so that they're happy to stay. Retention is a, a big problem in the IT sector for many banks. But uh, would you have any tips on how to things that companies should do or CTOs should do in order to keep the team motivated and and uh, staying I, with I, the force? Yeah, I think, I think it's generally about giving people problems and then backing them as they try and solve them. You know, my experience is people don't leave a job. They tend to leave a boss or they tend to leave a particular circumstance. So no one wants to leave. You know, financial motivation is part of the mix. But, you know, it's a job where you can constantly learn. You know, technology is always changing. You've always got to be looking as to the best solution. You're looking for support. You're looking for mentorship. 
you're looking for guidance throughout the process. And if you can keep giving your teams that kind of support as they go through it, and it's one of these things where no one's perfect, no solution works straight off the bat. Yep. There are going to be questions and challenges. There are going to be, you know, business users who don't like it, financial models that don't work, right? It's just about helping them through those processes and places yep. so they continue to feel like they're growing and developing. Yep. Uh, and, you know, that's how you keep people, right? Yep, definitely. Definitely. Great advice. And um, with the role of the CTO, I'm sure that you know, not everybody in business, for example, understands what the CTO exactly does. Have you had experiences where there's kind of a misconception about what the role of the CTO involves? And uh... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, everything from, uh, can you reboot my computer? <laughs> right. Or do you understand where this app went to on my screen? <laughs> okay. You know, to how are you going to make two banks talk to each other against common protocol? Right. Yeah. Okay. Or you're just a tech guy. You don't understand anything about the business. Yeah. I think that was some of the advice you gave earlier on is understand your business is key. Uh, so you can go along with them, I suppose, in the, in the strategy discussions and, and see that's. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, yeah, yeah, you got to, I mean, fundamentally, you know, in today's world, as the world becomes more agile and fast, et cetera, you know, Cybos is the classic example, right? Why is a CTO at Cybos? Right. It's a payments conflict. Right. <laughs> right. So, yep. you know, you know, I've been coming since 2004-ish Yep. because you need to understand the business. You need to understand the pressure the business is under, what the trade-offs are, what kind of risks they're trying to deal with, what kind of issues the industry is trying to deal with. And within your institution, how can you prepare the organization? Because yep. it's a strategy job. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So effectively, the decisions you make today the organization could have to live with for, for years and decades. So understanding those kind of contexts is really important when you make those decisions or help business users who are less technically savvy, they rely on your advice to make that call because ultimately they don't know. You're the man for the responsibility to guide the ship in the right direction Correct. from a technology perspective. Yeah. Correct. Good. Are there any projects at uh, TSB Bank that you're excited about right now? I'm sure there may be many, but is there any? Yeah, I, I, think, I think in terms of individual projects, I think the transformation of the organization, to be little, you know, when you try and implement, it's not a given project. So I'm, we're trying to transform the bank and how technology plays a role in that transformation, you know, picking the right DevOps tool, you know, in today's world, what's the developer experience is yep. top of my list yep. you know you've got everything from idps the devops you know developers being able to create their own environments destroy them you know understanding how you can best utilize this tech at a developer level and then helping developers understand their business better because you're going to be working in squads and with product owners solving business problems yeah, so the exciting thing really to me is like building these teams. Right. Excellent. Yeah, very cool. I'd love to talk to you for a bit more, but we get, kind of have to wrap cool. up the interview for today. But so unfortunately, it's all the time we have to cover for today. But I'd like to wrap it up. If people want to follow along with what's happening at uh, TSB Bank, uh, what's the best way they can follow you or follow the bank? So, well, well you're on tsb.co.uk, so you can check out the bank. I'm on the socials and occasionally pretty rare on X these days, right. but LinkedIn and things like that are good places to find me. Excellent. All right. Well, that's amazing. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Digital Heroes podcast. 
And uh, I wish you the best for the rest of Cybos. Well, I think there's one more day to get. One more day. One more day to survive. (laughs) And another day of meetings. Very good. Okay. Excellent. Thanks Thanks a lot. Thanks. Pleasure to join you. Cheers. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chief Digital Heroes, brought to you by Settlement, the world's leading blockchain transformation platform. To learn more about Settlement or to access the latest episodes, visit settlement.com.